to the podcast, Cheese Man Wine. So if you had no idea, I love, like, love the drama and cheese of reality TV, like The Bachelor, The Real Housewives, and Night Day Fiance. Now, Night Day Fiance has, like, a ton of different series that I'm obsessed with because it's absolutely mind-boggling and as well as fascinating that people actively have relationships with people they've either never met in another country or like don't even speak the same language with, which seems kind of hard to like get to know someone. So a lot of my friends think I watch the dumbest and craziest shit, and so does my family, but I live for any cheese myth. Now, for those who don't know, 90 Day Fiance has that name because people from another country are able to come to the U.S. under a fiance visa that gives them time to get married within 90 days in order to stay here with their, you know, husband or future husband or future wife. So I decided to invite a previous skeptic of 90 Day Fiancé who just watched the last season of 90 Day Fiancé the other way and before the 90 day. Welcome to the podcast, Annie, one of my closest friends who always talks shit about the things I'm watching. I'm always trying to get her into these things I'm in, but she's very terca, she's stubborn. So Annie, let the people know who you are. <laughs> hey y'all, my name is Annie. <clears throat> uh, I was born in Nigeria, and but raised in San Antonio, Texas, where I met the lovely Alyssa. I'm currently a director for a software company, and I'm happily engaged and living in Houston. Yes. Um, and I don't particularly enjoy reality TV unless I'm watching it with entertaining people like Alyssa, who provide the best commentary. <laughs> Thanks. So, Annie, what are you drinking? I am drinking Yano Sweet Red. Have you ever had it before? No, but you did show me the bottle, and I'm very interested to try that. Yeah, it's a Texas brand. Well, I love Sweet Red. I'm drinking a California Roots Red Blend. So cheers, girl. Let's cheers to your podcast debut here with me. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly you were at my house and watched this older white lady go to Nigeria to meet her younger rapper fiance. Yes, her rapper fiance. Now, that's when you started watching, but what was your first reaction to seeing them as a 90-day fiancé couple? You know, it's not my first rodeo when it comes to young Nigerian men getting with old white American or European women, Um, but my first reaction was basically like, wow, he's an amazing actor, aka scammer, and I really approve of it because if old white women in the U.S. want to believe that they have to you know, go halfway around the world to find someone to love instead of looking at their local senior citizen home. <laughs> I believe that they shouldn't expect some someone from a completely different culture to understand them from the jump or to bend to their every whim. Mm. And, you know, of course, I understand people raised in completely different worlds. They're going to have issues. Um, and we just so happen to get to witness these issues and be entertained by them. So I'm a fan. I'm so entertained. I love it. But... Do you believe Soja Boy, that's this guy's rapper's na- rapper name, do you believe Soja Boy actively loved Baby Love Lisa? Heck nah. I do not <laughs> believe that young 
burly Nigerian man love that old white woman. I mean, old woman. <laughs> I firmly believe he got with her to use her, whether it was going to be for money, for a green card, or for fame or whatever. I mean, look at him now. When we first started watching the show, Alyssa, remember he had less than 10,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, and he now wanted he following. Has, yeah, now he has 182,000 followers last time I checked. So, and even when the first, the show first aired, you would ask me like, did I know him? Had I ever heard of him? No. I even asked my cousins back in Nigeria, had they ever heard of him? No, of course they hadn't. And now we know him. My cousins know him. The world knows. Him. I know his song. I know it. I, know I downloaded the song. What? <laughs> okay. I didn't do that much. Okay. You went above and beyond. I think he's also, I feel like he's scamming too. Like, Obviously, to gain the popularity that he got, because clearly he did a good job. And frankly, I think he's really freaking smart. Yeah. Because he did gain that following, and he's out here bump. Um, I will do a little jam sesh to his song. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be there for you. Anything you want, mm-hmm. I will do it for you, girl. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! And so, like, there's this other lady, supposedly in you know, older lady, like we were talking about this lady coming with Soulja Boy. This other lady from the U.S. is talking, a court, like apparently, um, to an Italian-looking bodybuilder from England named Williams. You're already shaking your head because you know this is not okay. Now, this lady has only, not only never seen this guy on FaceTime, she's never seen him on, you know, any type of Zoom call, FaceTime, only talk to him on the phone. And straight up, this bitch sound like he fr- he's from Africa. Talking about, oh my God, I really love his British accent. <laughs> he's out, oh, we heard him on the phone. What was your reaction to this, Any? My reaction is, he sound like my uncle. He sound <laughs> like my cousin. He sounds like someone straight out of Nigeria. So Yolanda couldn't tell that his accent wasn't even British. And in the 21st century, you see a picture of this man with those abs, but that same man that has abs has no phone to video call on. People believe what they want to believe. And if you want to believe uh, people when they show you who they truly are, then all I can do is laugh at them, really. Like, she didn't want to believe him. No, she didn't want to believe that he was who he was basically telling her he was, which was a scammer. He was literally... That was obvious. He was literally not British. Oops. Um, he was not that guy on the photos. But did you even see when she got like a random email from like somebody unknown and she hadn't heard from Williams for a while? And then that email said that they would, um, you know, post out her explicit pics of her and needed money ASAP or they'd leak them. Do you remember that? That was yes, insane. Of I that don't really like that. irked me. Yeah. Because for me, it's like, how can you be so grown and yet so naive? Yep. It's crazy. And like, yeah, like, obviously it's him. And she's like, um, she was like so confused. She's like, I've only ever sent these type of pics to William. So like, I could, I don't even know who this could be. Like, it's him. (laughs) I don't know what you're looking at, girl. Like, it is him. He's the guy. And it's so so, funny story, though. My dad actually told me that he got an email about, exposing his like private pics and my dad was like okay do it like I don't got no pics <laughs> and I was like I can't go ahead they just they take 
whatever they can. They get an email and they're like, let me just send this because I think because they, they know that so many people, this 50 year old lady, Yolanda is out here taking mm-hmm. explicit pics. Mm-hmm. Ew. So that's mm-hmm. why people take their chances, but not nah, let's, let's sip, let's sip to that poor unfortunate soul. Let's sip to her cheers, pobre, because that's annoying. I've actually been sipping this entire time. I didn't know that there was like a rule. Girl, keep sipping. Girl, keep sipping. And speaking of another unfortunate soul, here we go with this man who is in a seven-year relationship with a girl from the Ukraine. He has never, you know, spoken to her, like literally spoken to her on the phone only in a chat room because it translates their convos since, what do you know? She doesn't speak English. Oh, and also, he went to visit her four times in the Ukraine, but she was always busy or, like, something had come up. And, like, keep in mind, he's paying for that service, which gives her a percentage of what he pays. So, like, what did you think about the David and Lana 90-day fiancé couple? So I actually watched the first couple episodes of their saga with my fiance and he was utterly convinced that Lana was not real or that they would never meet. So it was really a shock to both of us when she actually did turn up after seven or so times of David's failed attempts to meet her. But he's literally the epitome of the phrase never give up. Like I wish I had that type of zeal and confidence to conquer life. He's confident. Yeah. And you know what? It was especially memorable to me when Lana refused to answer the question uh, from the producers when they were asking whether David was sending her money. Because when you plead the fifth, you're basically pleading guilty, ma'am. We know he's sending you money if you refuse to answer that question. (laughs) So really, the next question is just how much. Right. And I just really want to, like, shake her hands, really. You know, (laughs) like, I'm just I'm really proud of her. And also, I, yeah, she really did. And I think that I mean, I thought that, like, old men were supposed to be a little smarter. You know what I mean? But, like, how do you really think she loves you in your, like, The Matrix, Neo, 1997 leather coat? Like, what is there to love? Exactly. Y'all, literally, he literally wore a long-ass, worn-out, black leather-looking coat. Like, he was about to kidnap people. Like, why are you doing that when you're about to meet this girl who stood you up four times? My God. I've never talked to her in like ever and you're looking like that like I if don't he know. opened the coat I'm sure there would be like ropes and like some knives or something I mean like, he looks he looks scary I, yeah. I think he looked really scary but like this sounds like a hella classic catfish situation you know just like the last lady Yolanda mm-hmm. which you know it just had me stunned like my reaction was stunned when we found out she was freaking real because we were like yo she's not real but she was just out here scamming trying to make a living for herself like no big deal like she just it's a job it's a like they were saying that the private investigator was saying that these are basically this is basically a job for folks over there you know for some of the women there i can't even i can't even imagine but like i can yeah we yeah you're the one who's educating me on this stuff scamming (laughs) and stuff oh my god oh my god well let's dive into the next dude let's chat about big ed now, this man is not big, okay? He is, like, literally my height. He's four. I think he was, like, my height, 4'11", 4'10", something like that. He is probably my dad's age. Um, he has no neck. 
which we found out is because of a genetic disorder that he has. So pobre. But anyways, he puts mayonnaise in his hair because he likes to condition um, his hair with the mayonnaise properties. I don't know. I don't know. So he's going to Philippines to meet his 22-year-old girlfriend and he's losing his mind out there sweating and shit and he's really disturbed with the fact that he didn't realize it was a third world country. He literally said, it's like I'm in a third world country. You are. The Philippines is. Like, what are you talking about? Because, yeah, he's he's in a third world country meeting his 22-year-old girlfriend. So, like, what did you think about you know, him meeting his girlfriend, Rose, in the Philippines. You know, I really don't think it's acceptable uh, for a man of his age to fall for a woman, really a girl that's younger than his own daughter. I find that really disturbing. Like, they have nothing in common other than the fact that they're both human beings. Like, that's it. (laughs) And Rose could not hide her disgust of that man. And Ed is so naive, just like uh, Yolanda, just like David, just like everyone else before him, all the Americans before him, and thinking that he and Rose would work out. And it was quick. It didn't. It didn't work out real quick. Like <laughs> yeah. it was so sad how that flame just freaking died. And like the, the mayonnaise and the hair lasted longer. Right. Like that's what <laughs> that one was lasting. That's what was lasting. But the sad thing is, like this little man was so rude. Like when he was talking about how her breath. Her breast smell. He was talking about how her she needed to shave her legs. Like I was like, mm-hmm. you need to be pr- like praising her because she's even giving you the time of day, bro. Mm-hmm. She's just trying right. to have a better life for herself, and she's like, you know what? Let me just give this sucker the time of day. He was out here. Her breast smells. She needs to shave her. Ah, I was so offended. I was so offended for her. So yeah, hate him. And now currently, yeah, currently in this season of Happily Ever After, we have a fan favorite, which to me is a fan favorite of mine because I love so bad their drama because it's psychotic. Um, And it's so bizarre because it involves a 50-something-year-old lady from Georgia who carries cigarettes and and a cell phone in her boobs. And she's a true Trump supporter and as the true Trump supporter that she is, she's engaged to a 30-something-year-old Nigerian. <laughs> Any, do you think he's scamming her? And please, 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 please just give me your thoughts on Angela. And what do you think will be in Michael and Angela's future? Like, do you think that they're going to get married? Do you think that they're going to stay together? Because they've been together for three years so far. So give me your insight. Well, first, I just want to say that uh, I'd actually heard about Michael and Angela before I'd ever watched the show, right? Like you saw clips on, um, you would see clips on Instagram or people would say like, oh yeah, Michael and Angela. And it's like, who is Michael and Angela? Yeah. And so actually watching the show and seeing Angela and her always exposed cracked chest looking like <laughs> pavement. Um, and then like, can she also wear a blouse instead of the spaghetti strap tops? You know, She loves... It. She loves that. She should not be. No, but the, honestly, she that's a crime that she's doing that. Yeah, we do not off. need to see her dirty Lane Bryan bra. Like what? But and, and Michael with his purse. But anyways, back to Angela. <laughs> Angela is actually extremely insecure to me as evidenced by like her unwillingness to hear uh, other people's perspectives. 
um, just how like stubborn she is um, and unyielding. And as some like myself, I've experienced both cultures, right? America and Nigeria. And I think it's valuable to understand different people's perspectives. And so Angela being so aggressive and so controlling, which is so ironic, right? Because yeah. she like people always talk about how African men are, are typically aggressive or controlling, but she's really the aggressor here. She's Michael scary. is so docile. Yeah. And even with the other relationship with uh, baby love, Lisa and soldier boy, like he was the docile one. He was the calm one. And it was baby love Lisa. That was, you know, psycho. So I don't know. An interesting. Um, interesting relationships that these older women have with these younger men. And also he really, uh, Michael really made it clear that he wants to be a father. So then why be with a woman who's basically incapable Literal. of giving birth to children? She like, was like, they told her, the doctor was like, oh my God, um, so you only have one egg? She's like, yes! It's like, girl, that doesn't <laughs> No, 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 no. That's bad. We all got bad one that's right. some bad news bear girl like yeah and she goes i got a uterus i could tote it i could tote it it's like where's it where you gonna get the baby to- i guess like she a, needs because she like can a carry tote bag. It. i guess so girl she thinks that her little uterus is a tote bag <laughs> i'm like oh my god she's insane i don't know that's that's yeah. crazy yeah because he really wants a baby so mm-hmm. i don't know how that's but- gonna work out to answer your question, I definitely think he's just trying to access greener pastures in the U.S. Like, yes, maybe they will get married, but I don't think that it's going to last at all. Like, how can someone marry someone from a completely different culture and not be willing to conform at least a little bit to some of the traditions, you know? The right. way Angela was so against cooking or so against, um, you know, just like a lot of the things I was seeing this past season. It was just like, if you don't want to embrace your partner's culture... I think that's going to be a big deal. And I think that it can end up, you know, ruining their relationship because you're going to have so many expectations for the person to live up to because they're from a different culture. They might not live up to those certain expectations and vice versa. Right. And she's just, she's just so stubborn and set in her ways as she should be for an almost 60 year old woman. She's almost, she's been on earth for almost 60 years. You know, it's like, why should she change her time? But she, She is so psychotic. I just can't get over how aggressive she is, like, towards him. Like, she, you know, is, you know, apparently, according to, like, those marriage counselors in Nigeria, is supposed to be, like, a supportive, submissive wife to him. And she's completely, like, she's not even supportive. She's completely opposite of that she's dominant af like she is so dominant so Mm -hmm. that that shit makes me like cringe but also it's like this is good tv (laughs) (laughs) it's so good tv so any you are pretty interesting to this topic considering you are currently engaged to a person who was not raised in the u.s so how is being engaged to someone who grew up you know, in another, in a different culture, essentially, since he probably didn't have maybe the same type of TV shows or fast food places or movies you grew up with. How is that like? I mean, I don't think cultural differences have presented any significant barriers to our love. Because I love it so much. But anyways, because we communicate so well and we've really grown to deeply understand each other. 
But maybe that's also because I am also Nigerian. It's just that I was raised here and he was raised in Nigeria, right? Um, right. I think it's fun when I get to experience a lot of firsts with him, though, right? Like, I was shocked when he had never been on a hike before. So then we hiked to the Hollywood sign. You know, all these different types of firsts we get to experience together because he wasn't raised in the same culture um, or environment that I was. Um, but that point about, um, you know, doesn't have the same fast food places, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Nigeria, especially the major cities within Nigeria, and especially just a lot of places around the world, they're very westernized now, right? So maybe they don't have um, everything that we have, but they have Domino's, they have air-conditioned grocery stores. You can see all the latest Marvel movies in the in the cinema, right? It's just that the the dudes that they had on the show, Michael and uh, Soldier Boy, they just couldn't afford such. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's why we're not seeing that when we see these portrayals um, of these women going over to Nigeria, we're seeing what those people can afford. Right. And now clearly y'all didn't meet the way these 90 day fiance cast members met their partners. But after watching the show, how do you feel about people meeting that way? You know, I have no qualms with how people meet or decide to be in a relationship as long as both parties are on the same page about the intent of the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. We know that not all relationships are going to be about love or love at first sight. I mean, you think that Rose wanted to be with Big Ed because he was attractive and attractive <laughs> and had a great personality? No, no. no. Okay. That's Obviously bad. she wants a better life for herself and for her son. And Ed was a possible way to get that. It's just sad when partners like Ed don't understand that, you know, they're so right. naive. So it's like love, loyalty, all these other adjectives can always come into the picture later on as long as the pup, that couple can reconcile their cultural differences and get on the same page. Even if that means accepting some hard truths, like no one in America is going to love you, Ed. So you got to go and get yourself a woman from a third world country. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to oversimplify my own culture and experiences by saying Americans like are like this, Nigerians are like that. Everyone has like unique experiences, but something that connects the majority of us, right, is our desire to be loved. And that's why we seek companionship. And I mean, <clears throat> I majored in anthropology. I'm a trained anthropologist. Get it, girl. So just <laughs> saying that 90 Day Fiance is really like an opportunity to understand different people and cultures um, and, and their romantic relationships. And it also makes me feel great about the partner that I've chosen because the Nigerian men on that show are all terrible. Right. That's not how they are. And, or at least they're being portrayed terribly. Um, especially when it comes to like the communication piece of it, it's like, you know, they're not strong. They, these men on the show are not strong men. That's why the women are just, just going all crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's like, would, Amer- would an American man put up with the way that Angela acts? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because they could just go on to the next. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. It's too much. I have much. no problems with it, with um, how they're meeting, but I do have a problem with the people that they're meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. But, it, but like I said, it does make for really, really, really good TV. So mm-hmm. I think it's just very entertaining. But... Any, you are hilarious and the best. Thank you so much for joining me and making the people laugh. And about, you know, never thought you'd be into the show, but now you are. So cheers to you. Cheers to you. Thanks, girl, for having me. This was a lot of fun. I'm so glad you joined. But 
Also, guys, I wanted to bring to light some things that are happening within our nation. We're not okay. And I've been praying for us all. So if you guys can try and be godly and love thy neighbor and fight for justice and peace, because everyone is out here working my last nerve. So please, let's try to get this, you know, nation in a bit of a better bubble and vote. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheese Man Wine. Please rate the podcast five stars and follow and subscribe to the channel. Once again, wear your masks and stay home. Trust me, nobody is out here trying to see you in person or rather see you in person. We're all good looking at you from the phone. Let me know on my Instagram if there's <laughs> any cheese men you are ready to hear about because y'all know I got it. I look forward to chatting with you guys soon. Bye.